In today's episode, we're going to talk about... Boy, I don't even know what. There's definitely going to be some music. Going to issue some RIPs. Probably some TV. This is one of the occasions where you should just check the episode description on whatever you're listening to this on. That'll know way more than I do here at the top. Because the list in front of me is huge, and I don't know how much of it I'm going to get through before I just stop. So anyway, I'm your host, Derek Brink, and you are listening to Empty Checking. Hello, Checkmates. It's your old Uncle Derek coming to you on a thankfully cooling off type of evening in St. Louis. We've had some record highs, some triple digit temperatures here lately, but it's uh, it was pleasantly kind of in the in the 80s today. So that's that's been nice, um, at least comparatively humid, though. Been getting a lot of rain lately. Got some got some scary storms the other day on on Saturday. I was actually taking a nap on the couch with the cats and uh, woke up at one point and realized it was like th- three in the afternoon or something and it was just like pitch black outside. <laughs> it was like, oh, this is this is going to be bad. Uh, so that's how it's been around here. That's your that's your empty checking weather report. I don't know why I do that. You don't know why I do that, but some of you love it. And uh, we should make t-shirts that say like, uh, I listened to empty checking for the weather. Something like that. And people can ask you about that shirt, and you can tell them it's this podcast that I like that you're going to find confusing. Uh, That's the kind of conversation that a merch thing would generate for us. I don't know how to do merch. I have have a bunch of ideas for merch. I should maybe just, like, uh, open up a tea Public thing or something. That's that's on my mind constantly. Uh, We've got a lot to get through today. And I don't know in what order we're going to do it necessarily, and the list in front of me is huge. Uh, I want to say up front, I'm doing this episode on a different microphone than usual. So if you hear different audio quality, you hear like popping peas and stuff that you normally don't, that kind of thing. Uh, I'm doing this in a very different sort of setting, in a very different setup than I, I normally do using uh, a, a microphone made by the Shure company, and I like Shure microphones, I really do. Uh, I've used the same Shure SM58 vocal microphone since 1994, I think, and uh, it's been with me every gig. It's always performed great. It's beat up. The uh, I need to replace the, you know, kind of top of the mic, the windscreen thing, I guess. It's weird that I don't know the word for that. I've been <laughs> I've been a musician forever. I don't know the word for the top of the microphone. Um, I need to replace that probably, but I, I actually think it's cooler that I don't. I like that it's beat up. Uh, I love that microphone. I've used it a lot. It works very well for my voice. Other microphones that I use, I purposely alter to sound more like that one. I just I like the Shure SM58. If I ever need to buy another vocal microphone. I'm going to buy a Shure SM58. But here's the thing. I've had that for, what, 25 years? Wow. And uh, I haven't had to replace it. It's still ticking. So I may never have to replace that microphone. And uh, I love that. So I I love Shure's products. Really do. Uh, We're going to see how much I like this mic. They said that it's designed for podcasting and stuff like that. So I'm giving it a try. And if I like it, and if it works, you know, well, uh, then you may hear every episode on this microphone from now on. Uh, in fact, I may have to buy a second one for Dave, because, you know, I the, what one of the things I do like about it is it's a lot more sort of low profile and out of the way than the microphones I have been using. I've been using MXL microphones to record the podcast up to now. And I real, really like MXL microphones, too. They're really great, relatively inexpensive microphones. Uh, or at least they were when I bought them. I've had them for a long time, too, and I think they've probably come up in the world a little bit since then. But, uh, yeah, I really like their microphones. I've recorded you know a bunch of albums with them and that stuff. But uh, I just... 
they they feel a little bit in the in the way and intrusive in the way that we do the podcast when I have a guest because they have kind of that you have to put a, uh, a pop filter kind of in front of them kind of a gooseneck thing I'll try to put pictures of this on the blog if I remember any of it sort of a windscreen pop filter thing that keeps the the peas from popping uh the yeah the, that kind of thing uh, you have to put one of those in front of it and it's bulky and it's in the way and it's obscuring faces and all that uh so you know i just wanted to try something a little different so i'm trying the sure microphone with no pop filter in front of it it's just microphone kind of under my chin and we'll see we'll see how long it takes me to get used to it <laughs> and we'll see if we end up using these all the time um and i don't know yeah i don't know if it picks up room ambiance i don't really i i know nothing about this microphone yet i don't even know the number on it i think it's like the mvx7 or mv7x that sounds right uh giving it a shot we'll we'll know together after this goes up whether or not it sounds good you may uh you may be hearing these from now on we'll find out don't know we'll find out uh so that's going on got a got a new mic um, <laughs> I've had kind of a weird week, kind of a long week. I, uh, uh, around about this time last week, I went into my office at work, which I don't do every day. I work from home a lot, but I went in that particular day and got to the end of my day and actually I got to the middle of the day and I went and got something to eat. I got, got myself some lunch, got myself some Arby's for lunch because I, had been wanting mozzarella sticks for like a month, so I finally got mozzarella sticks. And uh, parked the car again after lunch and everything, and went in, resumed my day, got to the end of my long work day, long tiring work day as, as we all have, and I got out to the parking lot, got in the car, turned on the car, and it had like this error message on my sort of dashboard thing, the little screen that we all have now told me that my tire pressure was low. I was like, what? You know, I kind of clicked over to have a thing in the dashboard that tells you what your tire pressure is. It's kind of handy. And it was down to two instead of the 35 it should have been or whatever. So, uh, yeah, had a had a popped tire. Just had an absolute flat. And, like, well, that's frustrating. So I tried calling AAA, and AAA, for some reason, their phone service wasn't recognizing the numbers I was punching in because they asked me to enter a 16-digit number before I could continue. It wasn't recognizing that. And at one point, it did recognize that. But then the voice prompt was like, uh, tell me what kind of thing is happening. And a flat tire, and it kept asking me again to tell it what was happening. I was getting very frustrated at this point. Uh, thank goodness one of my coworkers was there and has a cooler head than I do because they kept recommending, well, maybe you can, like, chat them, you know? <laughs> and so I finally kind of got their app and got into their chat and whatnot. And, and uh, but that, actually, that didn't happen first. First, when I was frustrated with AAA, because their call system sucks, uh, I actually, I actually kind of like AAA, but their call system sucks. While I was uh, dealing with that, I, I decided, you know, I can change a tire. I can put a spare on myself. And I got pretty far into putting the spare on myself before the jack broke. I had the car <laughs> jacked up, I was getting the wheel off of there, and the jack broke. And so the car is now sitting on like two bolts, putting a lot of pressure on it, and I had to get back with AAA. So finally they got out there. And actually they got out there pretty quick once I got a hold of them through their dumb chat app, which you shouldn't have to use. You should be able to dial a number and talk to a person. But I, they, they got out there. That's the only frustrating thing about AAA. They, they got to me from, like, the point that I actually reached them to, you know, the guy out there with a proper jack to get a wheel on my car. Probably 10 to 15 minutes. They were great. But that happened. Got, got all that taken care of. Had to take it into the shop the next day and everything to, you know, get the wheel put on. But we get the spare put on and whatnot, and I leave, and I get on the highway... And there's this guy that starts tailgating me. I'm in the slow lane. You can only go so fast on a spare tire, you know, so I'm keeping it, you know, close to the speed limit. And this guy's tailgating me, and I kind of wave, and he, like, actually, he goes around me first, and as he's going by, I kind of wave. as like, sorry, I'm going slow, you know. And at that point, he gets in front of me and brake checks me, and I kind of swerve around him and, you know, get back in front of him and he is tailgating me again and gets bored and then gets in front of me and is 
he's actually trying, I can tell he's trying to slow down, but he's unprepared for the fact that I'm only doing like 55 to 60, so he's not quite becoming a problem for me, but he's clearly like, like when he was behind me, he was changing lanes every time I did, because I was just trying to shake him, and then when he was in front of me, you know, he was still changing lanes every time I did, I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna call the police then, and like, while I'm calling the police, he finally got bored and just, you know, zoomed away. I'm like, I, I don't know what that was. But yeah, it just, it, I don't know, it was weird. There's this, just this guy who, like, I'm already having a bad day. I'm already an hour late going home because of this stupid tire. And, you know, I'm going to be late feeding my cats, one of whom just ran up the side of the uh, china cabinet. I don't know if you could hear that on this mic. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to be late feeding my cats. I'm frustrated, I'm mad, and I've got to drive slow, and then there's this guy trying to kill me. Uh, that's 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 sort of the week that I had. Uh, and it didn't get much better. I mean, like, from there, I had to take the car into the shop. But the next day, the day after, because the shop closes at, like, 6 p.m., the day after, they were too full to get to me. So I just said, all right, well, I'll bring it up tonight and leave it overnight and you can deal with it the next day so i like i'm two days out and like i'm not going anywhere because i don't want to drive on the highway with the spare again especially after someone just tried to murder me so you know just there's just all this time you know <laughs> just all this time being wasted because i don't i don't even know what happened to the tire they were able to fix it, it only cost me like 30 bucks to fix the tire and that was great but what happened? You know, like they didn't, I didn't even find out what happened to it. They said, oh, it's a puncture. I was like, from what? They said, well, I don't know. You know, <laughs> so like, I don't know. Maybe at Arby's I ran over a nail. Maybe I've had a roofer's nail in my tire for weeks and it just finally popped out, you know, because there was some roofing done at the house here a couple months ago and I keep finding nails in the yard. Uh, yeah, who knows? Who knows? But it just, it was a bad day and like a bad week and... Now I'm sitting here doing the show, telling you about it. That's how these things work. But I got, I've got a lot of other stuff to tell you about, and a lot of that stuff's fun and is the kind of thing that I like talking about on this show and you like hearing about on this show, at least some of you. Some of you disagree with me aggressively about the stuff on this show. And that's okay. You're part of it, too. You don't necessarily get responses to your emails, but you're part of it, too. Speaking of your emails, if you like the show, there's some websites and stuff that you can go to and some ways you can get in touch. If you like the show, if you like the show, there is a companion blog over at emptychecking.blogspot.com. There's photos and additional information there. The show itself is hosted at emptychecking.podbean.com. It's on all of the podcasting apps, including the one you're listening to it on now. If it's not on your app of choice, please let me know and I will do what I can to get it there. If you want to know more about me, in particular my musical career, or a sentence like that, if you want to know more about the music I write, uh, go over to DerekBrink.com. Lots of stuff to click on there. If you like the music that you hear throughout the show, it's all stuff I wrote, and you can download it for absolutely free at DerekBrink.Bandcamp.com. Just enter zero as your purchase price. I don't collect your email. I won't even know that you took it. I would just love it if you loved it. And if you want to get in touch with the show, if you want to talk to me, tell me I'm wrong about stuff, tell me I'm right about stuff, you can do that by emailing me at db at derekbrink.com. That's my initials, db at derekbrink.com. Checkmates, there's been a lot of loss within the entertainment industry in the last week or so, and you uh, you know me, I, I, I tend to talk about the ones that impact me on this, on this show. I'm going to try to keep it a little bit brief, I mean, you know, <laughs> since when, you know, but I'm going to try to keep it a little bit brief, we'll see how it goes. Um, we've got, we've got three that I want to touch on. One actually just happened today as I'm recording this. It was going to be two, but it, it turned into three. Um, we'll do this kind of chronologically as they happened. A uh, little bit a uh, little bit over a week ago, maybe close to two weeks ago, the world lost the singer Tony Bennett. Uh, 
Uh, I'm a big Tony Bennett fan. I've talked about him on this show before, and uh, I was a Tony Bennett fan long before I did the project with uh, Lady Gaga that everybody, you know, all the kids went nuts about. Not all the kids. Some of the millennials went nuts about it. Uh, that, uh, uh, and, and God bless Lady Gaga for doing that, because Tony Bennett has been great forever, but I got into his music in the 90s. Uh, I was a teenager listening to Tony Bennett. That uh, didn't happen a lot even then. Uh, but yeah, I got into his stuff then, and I've got a big Tony Bennett CD collection. I'll put a picture or so on the blog and, um, at emptycheckingblogspotcom uh, I'll, yeah, I've got a big collection of CDs and stuff, and I just, I go back to his stuff a lot when I'm in a sort of jazz vocal type of mood. Uh, really love his stuff. And, uh, Tony Bennett had been dealing with, uh, Alzheimer's in the last, uh, couple of years. He stopped performing altogether, uh, a little while ago. Uh, he's, he struggled... Just for a long time, uh, with you know Alzheimer's, and that's one of those horrible, you know, horrible illnesses that you, uh, you, 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 you don't want to wish that even on your worst enemy, you know. Um, just a just a sad, sad illness. But uh, I, I so I'm floundering a little bit for things to say. I just I liked his work so much, and I paid so much attention to it. I was so sad when his Alzheimer's announcement was made that, you know, that Tony Bennett's music was all I listened to for the next week and, uh, you know, bought more stuff that I didn't already have and, you know, like you do. And, um, which I guess means that now that he's gone, I don't have to buy anything else, you know? <laughs> I probably will at some point. I'll go, oh, I don't have that one and take, take something home with me. Uh, or they'll release some kind of retrospective or something and I'll go, oh, cool, you know. But... I, uh, I struggle to find things to say for people that I've admired for that long, and I'm, I'm certainly struggling for that now. Um, if anything, it's in some ways good news that he's no longer slowly losing himself day by day. He can be at peace. Uh, but the musical world sure felt the impact of that. The thing that I posted on the day that he died was he may have left his heart in San Francisco, but he left a hole in mine. And that's, uh, that's kind of how I feel about it. So, rest in peace, Tony Bennett. I really meant for the things that I'm saying to mean more, but I'm, I don't know, I'm just kind of struggling to put words together on it right now. Uh, we also lost Sinead O'Connor, the butt of every late-night talk show joke in 1992. Uh, we lost Sinead O'Connor. Sinead O'Connor, uh, you know, big hit was her version of Nothing Compares to You. That was talked about when Dave and I did our Fab 15 cover songs. Uh, just one of those great performances, like an all-timer performance of, of not only that song, but just in general. Like there's some songs and some voices just mingle together in a way that, oh, no one else should ever touch that, including the guy that wrote it. Uh, you know... And that's that's one of those. Sinead O'Connor did a stunning, stunning version of that song. Uh, and it was perfect and wonderful. And then she got herself into some trouble by, of all things, protesting child abuse. That's what she did. She went on Saturday Night Live, if you're not familiar, and uh, sang a version of uh, the song War by Bob Marley. And reworked the lyrics a little bit to be about child abuse and at the end of it held up a picture of the pope and ripped up the picture of the pope and the whole world lost its shit like everybody got furious meanwhile like even at that point in the 90s i had heard people making jokes about uh, oh those priests you know don't don't get in the confessional for too long i mean those jokes were already being made by the time that she did that you know and then she protested in a way that by by now was considered quaint. She ripped up a piece of paper and was just turned into a pariah and booed at her next major public appearance, you know, booed off the stage. at a It was a Bob Dylan tribute thing. It wasn't one of her concerts that people paid to go to. Uh, rarely do people pay to go to a concert and then boo the act, you know? 
I mean, it happens, but it's not, like, I don't think that would have happened in that case, but, yeah, she got booed off the stage at the Bob Dylan, uh, tribute concert, I think it was like a birthday celebration or something, and, uh, that footage was all over the internet last week. That's, that's a summary of what most people know about Sinead O'Connor. What most people don't know about Sinead O'Connor was she kept going after that and released, I think, about ten albums and just a great body of work and kept being active and kept being herself and kept being brave. And, uh, but yeah, that, that situation turned around. Oh, you know, that bald Irish singer who did the dumb thing with the Pope. That's all she was to so many people for so many years. And that's really a shame because one, she was right. Two, now you say child abuse in the Catholic Church and people absolutely are on board with fighting it because the Catholic Church has owned up to it to some extent. Uh, and by the way, it's not just the Catholics, just so we're clear on that. The Baptists have also had their problems. The Restoration Movement that I was a part of has been having very public problems lately. Uh, it's, it's, you know, a widespread problem in society, but the Church is one of those places where it should be safe, and that's what Sinead was trying to say. And uh, she was hated for it. Whereas now, you say that and people don't even blink an eye. They're like, yeah, I agree with you. You could go on every TV show in the United States tonight and rip up a picture of the Pope and people would be like, yeah, I see your point. But Sinead O'Connor, she was hated for decades. But she was, yeah, it was just, it, it, it was just ridiculous. It was ridiculous that she got treated that way because she was such... Such a once-in-a-lifetime talent and such a once-in-a-lifetime heart that she deserved to be heard, and unfortunately, the deaf just won't hear. Uh, took uh, took another couple of decades before we developed the hearing implants so that people could, I guess. But she uh, she kept releasing great music. She kept doing cool collaborations and stuff, and uh, she had a colorful life full of many, many sad and scary moments, uh, some of which I think may have been even prompted by that fateful evening and the response to her thereafter. She was not a... a peace is probably not something that she knew in her lifetime. Uh, one of her children passed away the year before she did, and... Uh, you know, who can even imagine? Uh, I I read somewhere, I won't say where, but I it was something I could comment on. I read somewhere, someone made the comment that, yeah, her kid died last year and she kind of went crazy. And I just responded and said, well, who wouldn't? It would be more of a concern if you didn't go crazy after something like that. You know? But Sinead O'Connor, she had enormous talent. She had enormous passion. She was on the right side of history. And she didn't get the acclaim that she deserved until the day that she died, when everybody was suddenly a fan. I've got a few albums myself. Not just the one. I don't know. I guess... I guess you just look at the tributes and sometimes you go, really? Because where were you in 1992? or 93, or 2022, you know? There are some celebrity deaths that make you sad, there are some celebrity deaths that you feel nothing, there are some celebrity deaths that make you look inward. This one made me angry, because I just saw the response and went, really? You're, you're, gonna, you're, gonna, you're gonna claim that, now you're gonna, now, you're gonna say that you're okay with her, you know? How much of a difference would it have made if you'd have said it in 1992? You know? But, you know, she tore up a piece of paper. Sinead O'Connor. Finally at peace. May she rest well. And in a complete shift, the other uh, celebrity <laughs> death that we have to talk about is Pee Wee Herman. Uh, Paul Rubens passed away today as I'm recording this. Such a long way away from everything I was just saying about Sinead O'Connor, uh, but in some ways just as, uh, just as sort of intriguing a personality. Uh, Paul Rubens had 
his, uh, I guess, colorful side that was pretty well documented in the press a couple of times. There are things in his life that I'm not going to try to excuse. I'm not going to try to blanket over or gloss over or anything like that, but I'm also going to say that, well, the the... Like, at least one of the things that he got arrested for that was very public was kind of kind of bullshit. And I won't get into all of it because the man just passed away and let's let's have a little bit of respect for the dead. But he definitely had his run-ins with the law. He definitely had his run-ins with authority and with uh, people of a certain moral code and that kind of thing. Um, you can't excuse all of it. You can't turn a blind eye to all of it. I... Do think I I do believe a lot of his uh, uh, I guess explanations. Not that he's been very public about offering them, but I do believe, you know, I do believe a lot of what I've read about him not exactly being innocent, but not being guilty of what people say. You know, I guess that's that's what I'm saying, because not everyone who is not guilty is innocent, and I think that's sort of where Mr. Rubens fell. But outside of that. What a talent. What a talent. He did, I mean, everybody's familiar with Pee Wee Herman. Everybody knows, you know, the Pee Wee Herman character. You know, come on. <laughs> you, you know what I'm, what I'm talking about. The, I, I don't have to go into explaining that. He's always going to be remembered and well-beloved for that character. He also did a lot of acting and a lot of stuff as Paul Rubens. You probably have no idea how much stuff you've actually seen him in. Uh, I'm gonna, he had a, I, I'm pulling up his, uh, 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 filmography on his Wikipedia. Uh, he had a role in the Blues Brothers, he had a role in Cheech and Chong's next movie. Uh, I'm just naming the stuff that I've seen. Uh, he was in Meatballs Part 2. Uh, he, of course, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Uh, Flight of the Navigator, he was in that. He was in Back to the Beach, which is, for some reason, burned into my memory as a child. He was a, a big top Pee-wee, of course, the, the other well-known Pee-wee Herman project. Uh, he played the Penguin's dad in Batman Returns. He was on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, he did a voice in The Nightmare Before Christmas. He's actually got quite a significant voice career. He was an FBI agent in Matilda. He uh, was in... A, a, uh, uh, he did a voice in Dr. Doolittle of The Raccoon. He was in Mystery Men. He was in Blow. He was in Teacher's Pet. He was. Uh, he did some stuff with Re Reno 911. He did both Smurfs movies of the first two. There may have been more Smurfs movies since then. I don't actually even know that. Uh, he did uh, voices uh, on like a lot of cartoons and stuff. He really liked. He seemed to really like doing voice work, or at least he leaned into it quite a bit. Uh, of course, he hosted SNL at one point, Pee-wee's Playhouse, well-known, his, you know, that, that stuff. He had a small but recurring role on Murphy Brown for a couple of seasons. Uh, he did an episode of Everybody Loves Raymond. He did an episode or two, I think, of uh, Ally McBeal. He did voices on Rugrats, showed up on Tom Goes to the Mayor, showed up on 30 Rock, showed up on Tim and Eric Awesome Show, Great Job, showed up on Batman, The Brave and the Bold, hosted an episode of Monday Night Raw, was on Robot Chicken, Comedy Bang Bang, did voices in one of the recent Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reboots, Phineas and Ferb, American Dad, Portlandia, Gotham, Bob's Burgers, do I need to keep going? That guy had a massive career that goes so far beyond the one character that he's always going to be beloved for, that I'm always going to love him for, he did everything. He was in a bunch of stuff that you've definitely seen, and it just didn't click with you that it was Paul Rubens because he didn't have the little red bow tie, you know? <laughs> like, he did a ton of stuff, and I've seen a lot of it. But like I said, in my heart, he's always going to be Pee-wee. He's always going to be Pee-wee Herman. I grew up watching that show, you know? I think a lot of us did, that are my age and a little younger. I grew up watching that show. My, I remember so vividly screaming real loud when the secret word of the day was said. I remember Lawrence Fishburne bombing in as Cowboy Curtis. I remember, you know, saying mecha leka hi, mecha hi ni ho with uh, Jombie. I, uh, I started a foil ball because of Pee Wee Herman, because he had a massive foil ball that he would add to occasionally on that show. 
I uh, had the shit scared out of me as a child by Large Marge in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Everybody in the world is terrified of Large fucking Marge. He, <laughs> he caused serious trauma to people of my generation with the jump scare of Large Marge in the middle of this otherwise fun, funny movie. Uh, <laughs> and also because of that movie to this day, I do not take a stick of gum from somebody with any trust uh, because, <laughs> because of the opening part of that movie. And uh, that's still the coolest damn bike I've ever seen. Pee-wee Herman was a foundational part of my childhood growing up. He made me laugh so hard as a kid. This is a guy who just wanted to make people laugh by being as weird as he could possibly be, and he did it. He pulled it off. It was years before I had any idea that Pee-wee was supposed to be kind of a parody of kids' shows, you know? And, like, years before I... You know, I actually, I have a memory of being very young and my brother, like, watching and taping off TV the old Pee Wee Herman, like, special that he did with Phil Hartman and everybody. Uh, I remember that being around. It was years before I had any idea how grown up that was, you know, and how, and how grown up some of the ideas on the, on the show and, and in the movie were. Uh, it was years before I got it on that level. But, like, looking back on it now, what a genius. That is a guy who did family programming in a way that it should be impossible because a kid can watch that and laugh at all the bright colors and silly stuff happening and an adult can watch it and go, that one was for me. You know, I, I get it. I see what you did. You know, he, he was a master of that. We need more masters of that. But today, we lost one. After a six-year battle with cancer that he did not reveal to the public, Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman, has passed away. And that made me so much sadder than I thought it would have when I saw the news. I had to take a second. I didn't cry, but I had to take a second and just go, Ooh, I didn't know that was going to hurt, you know? <laughs> and, and I think that's how a lot of people have responded, as they saw that news and just went, Ooh, Really? We have to say goodbye to Pee-wee Herman? Like, I have to be sad about Pee-wee Herman. Like, this guy who's always made me laugh and always made me happy. I have to be sad about him now. That sucks. And that does suck. And checkmates, I'm right there with you. I don't want to... I don't want to feel that either. But sometimes you've got to. Unfortunately, today's secret word is goodbye. And when you say it, somewhere in your heart, you're screaming real loud. See you on the other side, Paul. Hey, uh, give our love to Phil. Now that we're all sad as shit, let's uh, talk about a little bit of TV stuff. I am going to attempt to do this without any major spoilers, so if you haven't seen either of the things that I'm going to talk about, you should be okay. Uh, in fact, I think there's a new episode of one of the two things, and I haven't seen it yet based on when I'm recording this. But uh, uh, So I can't spoil it for myself, so I'm not going to for you. But there are two shows that I've, I've recently started watching, or I, one of them I kind of finished watching, and the other one's being released one episode at, at a time, the way TV is meant to be consumed. Uh, let's talk about that one first. The first thing I want to talk about, there's a new season of Futurama. Some of you probably don't know that. It snuck up on me a little bit. Uh, Futurama's on Hulu now, and there's a new season coming out. Season, what is this, 11? And uh, picking up right where 10 left off several years ago, and, and now we're even farther into the future, and <laughs> we're, we're doing Futurama again. Same cast of characters, same voices, although it seems like Billy West is doing a slightly different voice for Calculon than he used to, and I don't know why. Uh, but same basic, you know, formula and all that. And it's still great. It's still funny. It's still perfect. Futurama's one of those, like, timeless ageless, wonderful cartoons that's always funny and always feels 
removed from our time, but also deeply attached to our time, and is always just wonderful, and some of the best voice actors you will ever find in anything. Uh, we basically, the episode that we've seen so far, that I've seen so far, like I said, I think a new one came out today, is basically just kind of easing you back into the world. Hey, we've been gone for a little while. Let's make a couple of jokes about that. Let's make a couple of jokes about how we're now on Hulu, uh, which we're calling Fulu on the show. Uh, I assume the F stands for future. Uh, you know, just, it, it just kind of a, a setup. It's been some time. Let's ease you back in type of episode. But here's the thing. It was still perfect. I still got a couple of really deep laughs out of it because you just... Just Bender being Bender, man. Just Bender being Bender. I'm so happy that I get to see new Bender stuff. I get to see Bender do new stuff. That makes me so happy. And it's, uh, yeah, really entertaining episode that I've seen so far. I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. I hope there's more than just the one and that they put out a DVD release because I need to put it on a shelf with my other ones. Uh, and all that stuff, but it's, it's just so nice to have one of my favorite shows back, you know? And if you're on the fence about it, you're hearing me, I love it, and I think you're gonna love it too. If you've loved it up to this point, get on board, jump in. You don't, it's not like most, like, serial stuff. You don't need to know a couple of things, maybe, from the times that you don't remember or have missed or whatever, but they're gonna, they're gonna catch you up, okay? You'll be fine. Watch the new Futurama. It's wonderful. Check out the new Futurama. Absolutely worth your time. The other thing that I really think you should see is the new season of Good Omens. Good Omens 1 was a couple years ago now. It's based on the novel by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett. Uh, Good Omens 2 has just hit uh, Prime. And I loved Good Omens 1, starring David Tennant and uh, Michael Sheen. And... Same two guys are in Good Omens 2, so of course I'm going to watch that. And Neil Gaiman's still involved. Terry Pratchett, of course, passed away several years ago. Uh, I think I read where Neil Gaiman said that, no, this is sort of the outline that we had if we were going to do a Good Omens 2 as a book. You know, I, I think he said that somewhere. If not, fine, whatever, I'm wrong. But either way, it feels like the same world, and I think... I, I don't know what the split was on Good Omens, like how much Pratchett wrote and how much Gaiman wrote, but uh, looking at the second one, it, I, 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 it feels like the, the second series... Okay, let's do this. The first series, I think you really had to read the book to fully grasp everything that was happening because it was complicated and there were a lot of moving pieces. Uh, although I've heard other people say that you don't, but whatever. Uh, I, I think it helped me a lot to know who some of the characters were and why they were important and why things were happening because I had read the book. But uh, the, the second series, there's not a book for. And it seems a lot more focused, and it seems a lot more driven on the one plot that we're supposed to be paying attention to, and that works so much better for TV. <laughs> I, I'm not going to say that it's better than the first series, necessarily, but I feel like it's formatted for TV a little bit better in the second in the second series. And on that level, I really, really enjoyed it. And in fact, on every other level, I really enjoyed it. I don't want to... I, I don't want you to think that there's another level where I didn't enjoy it. I really enjoyed it. I was left with some questions. I think you're supposed to be left with questions. But there was a lot of, of the show that I just... I really thought was beautiful. And, you know... There's a, there's a whole episode dealing with the biblical character of Job that there were things said in the dialogue that just kind of really resonated with me. I went, ooh, yeah, okay, I haven't, you know what, I, I never thought of the story that way before, you know, and just kind of just kind of pulled at the old heart or whatever is where my heart should be. Uh, and I just, yeah, it kind of got me a couple of times, you know, and and the ending of the of the series got me pretty well and i'm again no spoilers because you just need to watch it it's really engrossing and really good uh i marathoned it binged it i, I we're saying binged instead of marathon now but it's only 6 episodes so i really don't feel like that's a binge i feel like that's a marathon but i i watched it all basically in a sitting in a, in a day not not a setting, but in a day, I you know took breaks and had food and things, but I just I didn't have a lot to do this weekend, so I watched that. 
and just loved it, and when it was over, I wanted more, and I'm hoping that they'll get it together for A Good Omens 3, which they could or could not. It depends. It partially depends on if the writer's strike ever ends. But, uh, <laughs> it, uh, you know, it, it, it just, it obviously is going to depend on how well-received this is, if Gaiman wants to do it, and so on, and so on, and so on. But if they do it, I will be absolutely in, because I've really loved what they've done so far. Uh, David Tennant remains great in it. Michael Sheen remains great in it. In fact, Michael Sheen really brought his A-game in it. I was, I, I, I was not terribly familiar with Michael Sheen going into the first uh, series and thought he was great. But in this one, I was like, ooh, he's really great, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and John Hamm shows up and is, is wonderful. That's not a spoiler. He was in the last series, and he's in this series, too. That's fine. Uh, but yeah, John Hamm is, is fine. Uh, a couple cameos that were a lot of fun that aren't spoilers, but it's just kind of like, oh, hey, cool, that guy's in it. Like uh, Mark Gaddis shows up, who you'll know as one of the guys who worked on Sherlock, and he was like Mycroft on Sherlock. He shows up and is fantastic, and I won't even tell you his what, because that would be a spoiler, but he shows up. Uh, also, Derek Jacoby shows up. I love Derek Jacoby. He's, uh, let's see, what would you know him from? He was in Dead Again, but that's not going to do anything for most of you. Uh, I, Claudius, was a big role for him. He showed up in an episode of Frasier, playing an a, a old Shakespearean actor that Frasier and Niles both admired, but who was actually a pretty bad actor. Uh, he... Uh, uh, was the reintroduction of the Master in the Doctor Who series with David Tennant, interestingly enough. Uh, he played the Master for like a, a cup of coffee on Doctor Who there. Uh, just one of those guys who once you know him, you know him, and he showed up and was great. And it was actually really cool to see him. None of this is a spoiler. He's just in it, you know. But uh, it was really cool to see him acting against Michael Sheen because I sort of realized, oh, I'm seeing the same guy in two different generations acting against each other. This is wonderful. Uh, but yeah, big fan of Derek Jacoby. He showed up. Uh, and others as well. But, uh, you know, basically it was a very fitting continuation of the story. I enjoyed it a lot. I think you probably will too. That's the TV stuff I wanted to talk about. And we talked about it. We succeeded. We did it, guys. We talked about Futurama, which I really liked, and Good Omens, which I really liked. So check those out. Different sides of the spectrum, both comedies, but, but different sides of the comedic spectrum. If you like a little bit more, you know, whimsy and lighthearted fun, Futurama, although they dip into some of the dark stuff too sometimes. Not in this episode so much, but historically. If you want uh, kind of dark comedy and heavy comedy... Good omens, but you watch either one, you're going to laugh, you're going to have a good time. That's, that's my two cents. That's what I've been watching. Maybe you should too. been editing the list as I'm going along, and we're only going to talk about one more thing, so that we're out of this thing at close to an hour. Because uh, if we kept going with my list, we'd get two hours out of this, and I like to reserve that kind of waste of time for the Fab 15. Um, <laughs> which, by the way, I hope you enjoyed. I had a lot of fun with the Fab 15 last week. Those are actually some of the most fun episodes for me, and they seem to be some of the best regarded among the checkmates, so I, I, I kid because I love... Uh, but we're gonna, we're actually gonna talk about, we talked about a musical subject on the Fab 15 last week, and so that serves as a decent transition into this, because we're gonna talk about some music here to round out the show before we send you on your way. Uh, I had the pleasure of taking in a concert last night, a sold-out concert in a hockey arena. That is the first time I've been in a room with 20,000 other people in I don't know how long, certainly since pre-pandemic. Uh, I'll tell you this. The part of me that doesn't like crowds uh, didn't love that. I didn't, uh, I didn't really realize until pretty close to showtime that it was at uh, the hockey arena, the what, Enterprise Center, is that what we're calling it now? I didn't realize it was there 
uh, until pretty close to showtime. I thought it was going to be at the pageant, which is a smaller club. Um, and, uh, I don't know why I thought that. I think I just didn't realize how big the headlining band was, uh, because the band that I went to see was Paramore. And there are those of you out there right now going, why did you think Paramore wasn't big? I don't know. I just wasn't that into them until, like, pretty recently. So I, I just assumed they were, you know, large club theater size. Uh, turns out that they're arena size. Probably bigger than that because the show was sold out. But anyway, Paramore was in town with uh, Fools and the Linda Lindas. And so went to that with my brother and eldest niece, Tessa. First time I've gone to a show with Tessa. That was kind of cool. Um... And yeah, had a good time. A good time was had by all. Uh, Tessa really wanted to see the opening band, the Linda Lindas, which actually so did I once I kind of found out what they were. Uh, the Linda Lindas, if you walk away from this episode of the show doing nothing other than checking out the Linda Lindas, then this show was a success. Because the Linda Lindas are great. They're an uh, all-girl band. And by girl, I think I'm using the word girl fairly. Because they're all teenage or younger. Their drummer is 12. Like that's the, that's the kind of age they are, so uh, yeah, they're they're teenagers. They're they're kids to me, uh, although they probably hate being called that because every kid hates being called a kid. But they uh, yeah, they're they're youngins and they're up there writing awesome punk songs and like with full on like punk persona, uh, and like at one point there's a, a sort of a sing-along part to one of their one of their songs and one of the stage hands runs on stage and holds up a sign telling you to sing that part and he's wearing a he's wearing a cat mask like the old Ramones gimmick and uh it just kind of you know they they know what they're doing or their representation does one of the two whatever but they're uh they're writing fun sometimes defiant sometimes just cheery fun happy punk music and it's really great. It's really great. They're you're playing really well. Their singing is you know right on where it needs to be for what they're doing. Uh, the the image works. The attitude works. Really really cool. The Linda Lindas were a lot of fun. It was a shame that they couldn't do longer. They currently only have one album out there right now called Growing Up. That actually I need to see what year that came out because if that if that got its official release this year, that's probably in contention for the top ten. Hmm, we'll look into that. But yeah, Growing Up, is uh, it's a great album. It's got everything you want out of that kind of a band. The album production is a little bit more pop-oriented, kind of pop-punk, leans into the pop side of it a little bit more. See how many more times I can say the word pop? Uh, it's, it's a little bit more that in the production. You see them live, they're a little bit more gritty and just punk, and, you know, <laughs> you, you're, you know. Uh, but that happens, and it's even so, it's still good. You know, even though it, it, they leaned a little bit into a different style of production than I probably would have if I were producing them, it's still good. It's still, those songs are still great. They still read the same way. They still feel the same way. They just sound a little bit nicer than they probably should, you know? <laughs> but uh, they've got the one album out now, so they don't have a ton of material. And since it's punk songs, it's all fast and short. So they, I think, kind of had to go on first, even though in my heart they should have been, you know, right before the headliner. And that's really just because I went in not knowing anything about Foles, and I went out not knowing much about Foles either, but we'll get there. But uh, yeah, it was a you know nice showing for them. I mean, the place was not full by the time they went on. They went on right at 7 o'clock. People were still coming into the building and getting, you know, some people were eating, some people were getting merch, what have you. But they, uh, Linda Linda's went on right at 7 to still a respectable-sized crowd and seemed to be having fun with that, and the crowd seemed to embrace them pretty well, and yeah, they, they did a really good set, and it was a lot of fun, and after their set was over, we said, well, let's go buy merch, and went to get merch. We went to get, you know, t-shirts from the Linda Lindas and t-shirts from Paramore, and I bought the Linda Lindas vinyl record. Uh, in fact, I got the last vinyl record at the merch booth that we went to. We actually ended up having to go to two merch booths, because we went to one and they had Linda Linda Records and Linda Linda Tote Bags, but didn't have any t-shirts. And it was like, we are kind of, you know, we were, eh, that's a bummer, you know. But we found out that the Linda Linda's merch was downstairs at a different kiosk. So we kind of went, okay, let's go there then. So we got our stuff initially, like I bought a Paramore shirt and the Linda Linda's record. And then we went downstairs to find Linda Linda's shirts. 
And by this time, Foles had started. Uh, you know, Foles, who I know the name, but I don't know, I couldn't tell you one of the songs. They're playing, and so we're kind of hearing them, you know, out in the concourse or whatever, and it was, they, they seem like they're fine, but going to two different merch stands and then also getting something to eat, we missed their entire set. You know, so sorry, Foles fans. I, I still don't know what, what they're like, really. Uh, they sounded like they definitely belonged on the bill, but, like, Maybe if I was sitting in the room, I would have been a little bit bored. Sorry, don't mean anything by that. It's just I don't know any of the songs, and probably not knowing any of the songs, I would have been like, yeah, this could have been a shorter set. Like, that's probably how I would have felt. That said, if I check them out, I'll probably be really into them and go, ah, it's a shame that I missed that, you know? <laughs> like it, Because it, it, it sounded fine. It sounded like the kind of thing I would like if I had familiarized myself with it before that night. But I just didn't. Uh, so we missed Foles because we were getting merch and, you know, a couple of hot pretzels and I got a gigantic beer with it. <laughs> I just asked for a, a Budweiser and they gave me like a huge can of Budweiser, like it had to be 40 ounces or so. It was massive. Uh, and so I just kind of drank that and panicked and drank it really fast. So I had like a lot of beer by the time <laughs> Paramore started. Um, but yeah, Paramore came on, they were the main event, they were the headliners, and you can really see why, you know, because they put on a heck of a good show, people love them, uh, Haley Williams is a fantastic, you know, she owns a room when she comes into it, she just, it's impossible not to watch her and be kind of charmed by her, uh, and she just, you know, great voice, you know, great stage antics, her banter is a, what got a little bit repetitive. I don't know that, I, I don't think that she meant it to. I think she just kind of had to talk a little bit more than she wanted to talk going into it and ended up kind of saying the same thing a couple of times. It's almost like I have experience with that kind of thing happening to me, like I do a weekly podcast. Uh, but yeah, she, uh, <laughs> she, uh, she's really a, a great, a, a great front woman. And the band was super tight, really good live band. Uh, and Paramore has three key members and then a bunch of touring musicians. Some of the touring musicians have been around long enough they may as well be members, but, you know, I get it. Uh, but, yeah, they, uh, they put on a really good show, hit most of the songs I wanted to hear from them, uh, hit a bunch of songs that, like, a couple of songs I didn't know very well. Uh, they did one of uh, Haley's solo songs, and they did uh, the drummer came out and sang one of his solo songs that... Uh, but yeah, it was it was just a good show. It was a lot of fun, and I had really kind of forgotten. Uh, I had really kind of I had really forgotten the power of being in a room with twenty thousand people, and all of them are singing along with every word because they know them, and it's really important to them to sing along. Uh, and it's a young crowd. It's a younger crowd. Like I, I'm, I'm sure I was in the upper percentage of age of ages there. You know, I was in amongst the dads, kind of. Um, but yeah, it was a younger crowd and, you know, very populated by women crowd because it's, you know, a band with a female singer. So there's going to be a lot of women that like that band. Uh, but that's, yeah, that's sort of what we had. That's sort of the environment we had. We had a very positive, very excited environment of people singing along and pogoing and stuff and just having a great time at that show. And uh, me in the back going, uh, yeah, I like emo music, and I, I, I understand what's happening. Good song, yes. I, I applaud you as well, you know. Because, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, old punks never die. We just stand at the back. That's, uh, it was a good show. It was a good show. Good time. Enjoyed hanging out with my brother and with Tessa. And uh, got, to, got to experience the Linda Lindas and get into them. And, like, that's one of my big takeaways from the night is, oh, that's a cool young band that I'm really looking forward to seeing where they end up and, and how they get there, you know? Because they should be huge. They should be huge right now, but within a couple of years, they're going to be massive. And uh, I'm very excited to watch that happen. And I really enjoyed Paramore. And I know that a guy my age is kind of not supposed to enjoy Paramore as much as I did, but I did. And I don't care what some of you think of me for that. And I don't care what those of you who are more punk than I am think of me for enjoying an emo band. That doesn't matter either. You don't matter. None of it matters. It's music. It's fun music. Have fun with it. I had a lot of fun with it. And you know what? 20,000 other people in my town had a lot of fun with it. And they could have opened more seats and sold them. Being a fan of something that's popular is not wrong.
I'm not wrong. You're wrong. Maybe. Or you just don't like the same thing I like, and that's okay, too. Sorry I got a little reverse judgmental of you there. Whatever that was. I'm tired and sore. I did a lot of walking last night, and I didn't get a lot of sleep. Had a full work day. I'm gonna wrap this up. Paramore was a lot of fun. The Linda Lindas were a lot of fun. Foles, I did not see. <laughs> I was getting shirts and pretzels. But uh, it was a really good night. A lot of fun. Cool. Cool experience. It's been too long since I've had specifically that experience. Um, that said, I'm still a little bit nervous about uh, maybe I walked out of there with COVID. Don't know. We'll see in the next few days. Uh, I don't feel bad. I don't feel like I got COVID, but, you know, that can hit you later. It just, it, it still just doesn't feel right that we're doing events that size to me. But we are, so hopefully we're all okay. We'll find out. It's probably fine. It's probably fine. The show was a lot of fun. That's what I should focus on. The show was a lot of fun. My brain is broken, so I'm always looking for, okay, but what's the other shoe? What, like, <laughs> like what bad is going to happen to me because I had a good time? Like, that's, you know, just in my nature. The odds are nothing. It was just a good time. It was a lot of fun. We all had fun. And if you get the chance, you should have some fun, too. Because fun is fun. Fun is fun. Checkmates, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you so much for coming along on that with me. I hope you uh, also checked out the Fab 15 from last week. It was a good episode. If you haven't gotten to finish that yet, please do, because it was a good talk. I really had fun doing it. Talking about a band that I like a lot with my brother. So, uh, yeah, check out the Fab 15 U2 songs. Absolutely worth your time, if you haven't checked it out yet. I know sometimes those episodes take a little bit of planning, because they're a little longer, but uh, it's, it's always worth your time. We always have a good talk. Uh, I think this one went okay. I'm looking forward to seeing how this microphone did. If I need to do anything differently, reposition it, that kind of thing. Uh, the good news is I can, I've, I've got the laptop in front of me as I'm recording this. I've been able to see the sound wave the whole time, so that means it's picking up okay. But I just, I don't know, you know, actual sound quality. We'll see. We'll see how it sounds. Uh, I'm hoping for good things. I like the Sure Company. I like that brand. I have trusted them for years and years and years. And no reason to think that it's going to be bad, but, you know, you try something different. You don't have a backup plan, and, you know, you just hope for the best. So I uh, hope you're hoping for the best with me. Actually, by the time I'm talking about this, you'll know whether it was okay or not. Uh, if, in fact, if it's not okay, you're, you'll never have heard any of this, because I'm just going to re-record it with the old microphones. But, uh... uh I, I hope it's all right. I hope it's been all right. If you have any strong thoughts on how the show sounded this week, let me know, and I'll, uh, I'll look into it. Uh, or not. I'll, very good chance I'll just ignore you on that one, because what do you know? Uh, unless you're someone who's going to pump money into the show and actually do some production and mixing and editing for me, I, I, don't, I don't care how you think it sounds, because I'm, I'm doing this myself, man, for no money. So... If you want to pump money in and volunteer your time, then criticize. But otherwise, uh, I hope this microphone worked okay by my standard. And if not, then it'll go back to the old way next week. And that's where we are. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks for listening. I've got cats that are rambunctious in the background. You probably will have no idea how much got edited out of this show because they've been chasing each other all night. But uh, they're good boys. They're sweet boys. It's actually kind of uh, interesting. This past week, when it was so hot in uh, in St. Louis, uh, all week, Jonko had been getting in my lap and kind of, you know, hanging out with me and stuff, like he always does. But McGuire had been avoiding my lap just all week. And I was going, did I make him mad? Or is he okay? Or, you know, I just... It, it was noticeable, because he's usually a very cuddly boy. And he otherwise seemed fine. All the normal behaviors, he just wasn't getting in my lap. 
And then it cooled down a little bit after it rained, and he started getting in my lap again, and I started to realize, oh, with no offense to the sweetest little guy in the world, uh, or one of the two sweetest little guys in the world, I should say, uh, McGuire uh, is such a sweet boy, he's a little bit on the heavy side, he's a little bit chonky, and uh, uh, I understand what it's like to be a heavy guy who's hot and it's 100 degrees outside, and maybe you don't want to be in the lap of somebody during that, just like, no, nah, it's too hot, don't touch me. And that's all he had, <laughs> and that's all that was going on. It took me a little while to figure it out. He's uh, a plus-size gentleman, he thick, we proud, and uh, he uh, just didn't want to be held last week because it was too hot. And I get it, buddy. He's right here now. He heard me talk about him, and he's here. Uh, love you, buddy. You're beautiful. Uh, I, I understand. But he's been he's been back on it, and he's been, you know, back on cuddling up to me now that it's down in the 80s rather than over 100. So everybody's fine. Everybody's happy. Hope you and your household can say likewise. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for making me a part of your week. I look forward to being a part of your week as often as I can be. Um, you know, sometimes the show's hit and miss with the upload schedule because I work, but I, I think we're doing okay right now. Got a show last week, getting a show this week. That's pretty good. Probably get a show next week. We've got stuff to talk about. I'll be all right. It'll... It'll be all right. Checkmates, please remember to do what you need to do to keep yourself happy, healthy, and safe. Please remember that black lives matter, that LGBTQIA plus rights are human rights, that women's rights are human rights, and that I shouldn't have to tell you any of that. And please be good to each other, be good to yourself, forgive each other, and forgive yourself. And while you're doing all that, check us out next time. I know you are, but what am I? <laughs>